Hello, everybody. This is Brian Kui from MetalCodingGeek.com. Before I get this episode started, I wanted to say something about the recent events over at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, where 17 people were murdered and many were injured. This event really hits home with me because in actuality, I actually live in the same county that this event had occurred. Uh, I actually live about 20 minutes away from the school. Now, this event could have happened in any part of the nation, but because it's right near in my backyard, it could actually have happened in, you know, in any one of the schools, which makes me concerned. But without talking about politics, without talking about gun gun control, without talking about uh, school security, without talking about mental health control, you know, the one thing that we can do as parents is be aware. Uh, you know, talk to your kids. Make them aware of what's going on. You know, give them their, you know, give them hugs, give them kisses, uh, talk with them. Um, you know, my kids, I, I wanted to make sure right away that they knew uh, what was happening. And actually, they, they don't want to go to the vigil. They don't want to go to the school because they're, they're scared. Uh, so, you know, what I'm trying to do also is if you go to the medicalcodinggeek.com uh, podcast, medicalcodinggeek.com slash uh, NEC podcast, I put a link for the GoFundMe page uh, for the victims of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. So if you guys want to check that out. But, you know, before we get started, I just want to let you guys know about that. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get started the episode. Thanks. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 16. I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. And actually, today's episode is perfect in alignment with love. But before we talk about today's episode, I wanted to make one announcement. Medical Coding Geek has partnered up with the Coding Institute. The Coding Institute offers a wide variety of medical coding resources, books, tools, and even their popular coding software, SuperCoder. So I've arranged a nice, a really nice discount for you guys. But in order for you to get it, you got to listen to the end of the episode. Also, make sure to check out our great sponsors, the Haugen Group, Project Resume, RadRx and many others by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash promos. And of course, if you're interested in being a partner and promoting here on the podcast, go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners. Also want to thank you guys for listening and sharing the podcast. So please make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Make sure you guys place a review. It does definitely help. Also check us out at medicalcodinggeek.com slash podcast. Today on the episode, we have Laura Copney. Her story is very interesting. 
I want you guys to sit down, especially if you are just starting in coding. Laura has a wonderful story of love uh, moving from Germany to the United States and rising herself back up into a coding career. So after learning that she's from Germany, I was intrigued to, to know how she built herself from the ground up. So without further ado, here is my episode with Laura Copney. Enjoy. So are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's okay. You're just talking to me, okay? There's no there's okay. there's nobody behind me. I have my kids in different areas in the room. I don't have okay. like a camera on you. This is the reason why I do podcasts because you could do whatever, you could wear whatever, you could do right. in whatever room. So don't right. don't worry about it. Don't be nervous. All right. So okay. let's go ahead and get started. Um and Laura Copney. That's how I say your name. Now you have here okay. Maria Laura. Is that correct? Yes, it is. It's Maria Laura Copney, but um, I go by Laura. You go by Laura. All right. Well, as you can hear, I have Laura Copney here on the Not Else for Classified podcast. I'm trying to reassure her to not be nervous because this is definitely just us and we're recording and I just plug it into my machine and then, and, you know, if there's any, you know, I mean, keep in mind, we don't speak perfect, so... Uh, I have the power of editing. And so I was just explaining to her that uh, I was using the editor to do the first episode. So I don't know when this episode will air, but I have an idea of how to, you know, we all make mistakes. Our, per our speech is not perfect, but I can make it perfect. So that's how nice. So anyways, we have Laura Copney. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. And you said the weather is hot over in California. How hot is oh, it? Oh, yes. It's 110 degrees. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not as bad down here. Usually we get around in South Florida um, right now about into the 90s, but we've been getting a little bit of rain, especially now that we're in hurricane season. But that's fine. Mm -hmm. My AC can take a break. I'm sure your AC is like cranking like crazy. Okay. It is. <laughs> and then you're I'm in missing the rain. I heard there's a lot of, is there still a drought over in California? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Thank goodness. Okay. So no. I heard that definitely during the winter time, you guys had a lot of rain. Rain, And yes. so you got caught up for the most part. Hopefully that stays yes. over the summer. Anyways, um, just to give you an idea of how we connected. First, uh, she is part of, uh, we'll go into a story. We have a story with her. She has a wonderful story of where she came from and how she came to be. Uh, how we connected, I believe it was in, are you in the Medical Coding Geeks group or I think it was the CDI yes. network? Okay. It was the CDI network at, at first because I wanted to get some information and feedback on the CDO Exactly, uh, that's, that's right. So uh, I started out, I started with the groups with Medical Coding Geeks. Eventually, because of my background in CDI, I decided to create what's called the Clinical Documentation Improvement Network mainly to gear for those that are preparing for a certification exam. At the time that we started the group, right, that's when the CDEO came about. And you're actually one of the first people that came into the group, started asking questions, and you're like, oh, who else has, has taken the CDEO? And I'm like, um... I, I don't know because you're the only one who's asking. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, relatively because that's a new exam, <laughs> we didn't have anybody uh, to gauge, you know. And so I really couldn't tell you what was on the exam cause, because it just came out, I think, in what, 2016, correct? Something like uh, that. Yes, I yeah. believe it was. And then when did you take the exam? Um, 
I think it was September that I took it, that I made up my mind and made a, a you know, a date with this exam. A big so, yes. jump, right? Yeah. So I, I, I keep on telling her that she is like one of the first original gangsters of the CBEO <laughs> clan, you know. So she's one of the first, you know. So we, we, we definitely congratulate her in the group. We're like, oh, she's the first one. So anybody who also comes into the group, right? I said, well, it's, you know, there's new people now coming into the group. I think we're approaching about uh, 700, 700, 750 members so far, closing into 1,000. Uh, there's a lot of people who say, well, I'm going to take the CDEO exam. I said, well, I know one person. It's Laura. <laughs> She's the first one. You might as well go to her, right? <laughs> and so that's that's the general idea. But um, what, connect us, what connected us even more is the fact that we're trying to grow our medical coding tutor network. And Laura actually came to me and showed me her resume. Uh, and, of course, we, we got her interviewed. She's fine. But one thing, um, and we'll definitely talk about the tutoring thing, but um, one thing that, struck, that's, that caught my attention was the fact that she came from Germany. And after looking at her resume, she was doing medical coding in Germany. And then, you know, then I'm like, it creates a big gap. Like, okay, where did you come from? How did you get here? And there's a lot of questions that we will be talking about today. So the idea of this session is all about, you know, for those that are immigrants coming from another country into here or, you know, um, making that big leap, or especially for those that are traveling across the country, especially like you, you're actually doing that as well. You go from one country, you go from one part of the country, and then you're going to another part of the country. So, you know, Laura here is making a lot of big transitions. I think she's she's very, um, to me, like that's like that's you're used to it, correct? So, you know, and so we'll talk about that as well. So, um, let's get an idea. Uh, let's begin with how you got into coding. Let's start off with that. I don't want to start off with like, where did you start and then go from there? But I think what made you interested in medical coding? Okay, so what made me interested in medical coding was um, I actually got into coding after we had our first child and I could not um, work in the, you know, with a patient. I was a dental assistant. So I could not work with a patient anymore in Germany. You are not allowed to once you get pregnant. Oh, really? I didn't know Yes. That. And um, so I had to get into the coding uh, field, and I fell in love with it. So after um, I had our child, I started going to school. It was a one-year school for uh, coding, for dental coding. And after that... Um, I started working in a clinic, which we had medical and dental coding. So this is how I got into the medical coding as well. So you you don't do the dental thing anymore? Uh, no, not right now. No. Not anymore. Okay. Mm -mm. Would you ever like, on, as a Plan B, ever go into dental uh, assisting over here? As a Plan B. Yeah, kind of like a Plan B. You always have. You always want to have your right. options open, right? Right. Um, I I loved. I love being a dental assistant because I worked with kids. So um, I can I can imagine going back after I got maybe a refresher course because <laughs> it's been so long. So yes, I can see myself going back there. Well, that's definitely interesting, especially over in Germany, because I'm not aware of anything that that in terms of policies and things like regulations over in Germany. Um, 
but I guess I guess once once you finished your pregnancy, then you could have came back and done dental assisting at that point, right. correct? Okay. Right. But you decided to do medical coding, and then you fell in love with it, and and the rest is history, right? Okay. So my questions now is like when I saw Germany on your resume, I'm like, oh, Germany. You know, to me, the the, the big premise is that ICD-10 is an international code set. It's used around the world. It just so happens that the United States was late in the game and finally pulled the trigger uh, in October 1st, 2015. But keep in mind that other countries, including Germany, was using this system already. So can you can you give me an idea of, like, uh, well, how long was Germany using this prior to the U.S.? Are you, what, can think- you give me information on that? I think it was 2003 or 2004 that they started uh, adapt, uh, adapting the ICD-10. Um, so that's that's when they started using it. And of course, like here, every year you you get a new um, edition. So, but we are right now um, at the 2017 in Germany, I think also, and still ICD-10. So, because I've seen somewhere they were talking about ICD-11, but even in Germany right now, we are still at ICD-10. ICD-10, right. So you mentioned also ICD-11, which, which has also been another discussion uh, point for most of social media, as we have seen, uh, there was one post uh, which I should bring about is the fact that IC, just showing the number or the the code said IC the ICD eleven everybody starts panicking is wait we just started ICD ten I said no we yeah, that you're correct we just started ICD ten but keep in mind there's a lot of you know hoops and obstacles that need to be done plus the fact that we only have two years worth of close to two years worth of ICD-10 data that we can work with and it's not fair to transition over there without that. Um, One question I do have especially around Germany is the fact what is the difference between ICD-10 the the I guess the the version or the clinical modification type in Germany versus America what's the difference? That is it so America has ICD-10 CM uh, which is the clinical modification and the uh, in Germany is um, I cannot I can tell you from back then when I used it it was ICD-10 um, GM which stands for the German modification and what it is it's basically the codes are the same uh, with I, I, I cannot tell you about the guidelines anymore I'm not sure how they've changed and if they are similar yeah. right um, but the codes, they are the same with, of course, the German, um, you know, that they explain it. Well, the description is uh, in German. But yes, that's it's actually pretty simple. Right. Uh, can you imagine, like, if we, someone in the United States wanted to go out to another country? Because when I, when I first thought of ICD-10, I'm like, man, I'm now internationally... 
equipped. <laughs> I'm yes. ready to go anywhere, right? Yes. I can go to Australia, <laughs> I can go to Germany. But you make a good point is the fact that their guidelines may be different. Exactly. You know, the way about sequencing principles, principal diagnoses and secondary diagnoses, those could all be flipped around and we could all, you know, you can go crazy just trying to relearn certain guidelines. So for those that are listening, it's very important that the guidelines is 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 imperative to understand because it's not about you know how to code but uh, the regulations and the rules of coding itself in terms of how which ones goes first which ones go second how you should code this what code you should use and keep in mind that it's not universal so United States has a certain set of guidelines uh, Germany has another set of guidelines and not only that but it's the insurance also it's so different so which goes into my next question, uh, you know, what, how does the, uh, you know, one thing I've taught was global health systems. And, you know, of course, we know the United States having a Medicare, Medicaid, uh, commercial-based type of system. And, of course, what, what's happening with today. But how, what, how is health coverage in Germany currently? Or how was it been, or how, how was it while you were there? Wow. Um, okay, so everybody, uh, basically, we have, everybody who works pays into a big pot. Uh, out of this big pot, they taking the money for you know um, health insurance. So everybody in the country can actually get health insurance, which is the the state. Uh, well, I guess you would call it a state health insurance. Um, so everybody has this insurance um, up until they are starting. Uh, they start to work or are 26. Um, after that, you also have it, but you just have to put in a different application. Um, also, if you if you make over a certain amount of um, income, you have to pay a little bit more into the health insurance. So um, you can have this. So everybody has health insurance. You don't have to pay anything. And you can also get private insurance. That means that, you know, if you want something uh, more, more studies to be done, you can always get a, a private, a private insurance and you just have to pay out of pocket for it monthly. Um, back then it was probably about 30, 20 to $30 uh, euros a month. And uh, it was pretty, pretty good. You did not have to pay anything out of pocket after that not at the dentist nowhere so that was pretty good yes all right very good so that's just i guess for those that are listening you know it's very important to understand you know the reimbursement methodologies you know not just from the united states factor because i teach this class and you know we go through medicare medicaid etc but Sometimes it's good to understand it from a global perspective because I've also taught global health systems and especially from that type of aspect where you're putting into a pot and you get a certain level of care, right? And then if you need more, then you, if you need more or a certain higher level of care, then of course you would have to pay more and you would get to a different tier if that's, if that's correct, right? Right. But um, it's not that with the regular care, with the regular health insurance, that you would not have to pay anything out of pocket. Even if you happen to, let's say, get cancer, uh, you would not have to pay one penny out of your pocket. Even if you have the regular insurance uh, with the um, private insurance on top of that, it's just that you would um, 
get just more studies done and uh, so that would that be like a like a second opinion type of thing scenario right right yes yes and then it would just have more um well let's say like this you you would get uh the 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 original brand of the drug and not the the generic brand the generic brand yes right so okay. you get more up you would get the more luxury right <laughs> luxury right. or the versus the generic brand right got it okay well that's that's pretty good I mean that's that's I've always been inquisitive about you know as everybody should is inquisitive about other countries you know especially when you're trying to expand out your opportunities. Uh, I know. You, well, let me ask this other question: Does Germany have, because of the type of uh, healthcare that they have today, today, do they have like a form of like we have here DRG-based systems? Do, does that yes. does that apply over there too? Yes, it does. It does. It does apply over there too. Uh, they do have that. Yes. So they have a, a, a certain DRG-based system that can determine the type of ways, the type of resources, type of length of stay, et yes. cetera. So yes. I guess another question would be, could clinical document is, is clinical documentation improvement currently being done in Germany? Yes, that's, yes, it is. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> yes. opens a lot of doors for sure. I just need to start reading, you know, started to learn German myself, right? I know also right. um, Australia does this as well. They also have a DRG-based system too. And so they're always, uh, from what I understand, there was a, at the um, at the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists, they have a uh, Australian delegation uh, over there that goes over there and trying to, you know, also boost uh, membership uh, within their country. But they also go to the national conference. As far as I understand, they went to the national conference over in Las Vegas uh, most recently this year. So definitely, you know, when we're looking at, you know, our positions as uh, medical coders, health information technology uh, professionals, and also CDIs, we have to look broader than just the United States. Perhaps you can take a leap like, you know, Laura did coming from there to here, but also you can go from here to there as well. Just keep that in mind. So speaking of making leaps, let's get into <laughs> let's get into that. That's what I've always been inquisitive about is is how you got here. So what I guess how did you find yourself come to come here in the United States? Well, um I met it's my husband. It's all my husband's fault. So <laughs> So um, I met him in 2003, and um, we—he's—he's he's a soldier. He still is a soldier, and um, he was stationed in Germany. So in 2009, we got married, and in 2010, we had to come to Kansas, get stationed in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. So this is how. I landed in the United States. So it's your and, husband's fault. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. And now we are in California. Oh, now you're in California. Now you got to right. move over to the other side of the country. Right. <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're just a moving, uh, just a moving person. Just a moving person. Yes. So when when you when you had to move, can you describe that feeling? Can that that transition? Was it like a big transition to move from Germany over to here? That was a huge transition and. I had the um, the hardest time to actually, you know, accept and uh, you know let it happen because 
I had a career going in Germany. I had a good career going in Germany. And I knew that, you know, coming over here, um, I might lose it all, which I did. So, um, you know, but love, I guess, is blind, right? Love, love, love conquers all, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I just, back then we only had one kid, so we just, I just took him and our our little uh, pack that we had, our luggage, and came over. So let's describe that moving transition process. Like you said, you had a career in medical coding, correct, in in Germany at the time. And then you have to move, right? So like you said, you have to start all over. So we've already described the transition, but you and then you moved over to... Kansas, but I'm sure you know you have to think about what's happening with the day. You know, and other questions come about, especially the immigration process, right? Uh, so, how did that work? Please take a moment and hear a word from our partners. This podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. In need of great talent for your business, but short on time, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You can even get a head start on the interview process by adding screening questions to your job posts to help identify the most qualified candidates so you don't have to waste your time sorting through a stack of resumes to find the perfect fit. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners of this podcast can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. This podcast is brought to you by the Haugen Consulting Group. The Haugen Consulting Group is your trusted partner in healthcare consulting, education, and auditing. They also believe fun is non-negotiable. Check out their popular flip bits. It's a great hands-on resource. I have one for ICD-10 PCS coding, and it's great. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 15% discount if you use the promo code GEEK15. Again, that's geek one five. If you go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop. Again, for your 15% discount, use our promo code geek one five at www.thehaugengroup.com slash shop. This podcast is brought to you by accessadoctor.com. Access a doctor when you need it most. How would you like to have quick and easy access to licensed doctors 24 hours a day, 7 days a week? Instead of scheduling an appointment to see a doctor or going to the emergency room or urgent care, you simply make one phone call and a doctor will provide you with a consultation, diagnose your medical problem, and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy. Some of the conditions that can be treated using accessadoctor.com include cold and flu symptoms, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, allergies, skin infections or rashes, and even eye and ear infections. Listeners of this podcast can get a discount on their single and family membership plans by going to accessadoctor.com and using our promo code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K, upon signing up. Again, that's accessadoctor.com. 
and the promo code is GEEK, G-E-E-K. This podcast is brought to you by RadRx. RadRx is your prescription for accurate coding and reimbursement. RadRx offers interventional and diagnostic coding consulting, auditing, webinars, trainings, and resource materials. Medical Coding Geek and Not Also Classified followers will receive a 10% discount. You can go to shop.radrx.com and use our promo code GEEK10 to claim your 10% discount. Again, use promo code GEEK10 when you go to shop.radrx.com. Well, that was that was a very, very long process for us and um, pricey also because um, he was already here in the United States and I was still in Germany. So um, it, it took about eight months, I believe, um, until I had my interview. And um, the interview, once you have your interview, this is when basically everything is done and you're just going to your interview and the one who is interviewing you is seeing if you really, if let's say it like this, if you are faking it or not. So if you really want to come here because you really have a, a reason or you just want to come here for, I don't know, what type of reason. So um, after that interview, they tell you right away um, if you have your green card or if you get denied. Now, who, green card. who are you interviewing with specifically? Um, it's somebody in their uh, oh, the consulate. consulate. Okay. Is that... Yes, uh, and we had this in Frankfurt. Frankfurt was about four to five hours away from me. Oh, so this was in this was in Germany that you had to do this process. Yes, yes, because I was still living in Germany and he was here, and um, it would if I would have came over here and started it, um, it's not it's not legal to do that. So that's why yes, that's why you stay, you know, and do it until everything is done and then you are allowed to come in um, because you cannot you cannot travel during this process unless you have like a, a visa waiver okay yeah That's what I was wondering. Mm -hmm. so you did the consulate thing you did the interview thing you did great right of course and then you're granted the green card and then you make the move over to Kansas next question now or the next segment that I want to talk about is adjusting Right. So you come from Germany. Germany has a certain lifestyle, has a certain tradition, uh, cultural, uh, you know, set. And then you're coming here to America. How was how it that you were able to adjust from Germany to USA from a cultural, traditional standpoint? I had to get out of the house and um, just, you know, explore what the USA has to offer, because if not, um, I, I I don't I think I would have been miserable because at at first it was a, a shock like everybody else would have a shock once they have to step into an unknown land you know um, you don't know what's coming you don't know what's going to happen um, and so and everything is so different and if if time allows I can I can tell you one story that was sure. Tell me, tell me the like that. Tell me something about like what was the difference? Like what was something that like, like you go over there and like what the heck right. is this? You know, or you know that. For example, um, when I got I got stopped by the police actually, not <laughs> not too far 
uh, I think about two months after I came and in Germany the police they they get in front of you and they have a sign which says please um, follow so so you know they want you to follow well in here they are behind you and you kind of have to guess oh okay I guess they want me <laughs> to stop so I did not know that um, and then they, they started to put on the sound. So I was like, okay, maybe it is really me that they want to stop. So I stopped at the side and they came and they got everything from, uh, from me. And after a while they brought everything back, but my, um, my green card. So, and then they went back to, to, um, their car. I thought, okay, they forgot my green card. So I got out of my car and I wanted to go towards their car. And that was not a good idea because, <laughs> you know, that's when they uh, got out and, oh, yeah, it was pretty scary. So, you know, I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. You know, this is, it's nothing that I was used to. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. But, yes, you, I guess you just learn from your mistakes. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's one example. So before you came to Germany, did you, were you speaking English already? I mean, sorry, sorry before you came to the U.S., sorry, were you speaking English already? Um, yes. Well, I, I think I started speaking English when I, well, I, of course I had English in school, but I wasn't really the best in it. I actually failed in English, um, <laughs> So um, after I met my husband, I don't know, I just started talking English. And actually, before I left Germany, uh, because I wanted to set myself up having the best chances that I, I can have here, I took um, an English class for medical uh, English and for uh, professional English. So um, I did that right before. I left Germany. Okay, so I was wondering, I was like, you you were speaking English yes. before you came here. You were speaking English just conversationally, and then you've uh, kind of pro progressed from there. Now let's talk about uh, your recertification, right? So when you when you left Germany, basically you're leaving your professional uh, uh, work, your credentials. Were you credentialed over in Germany? Yes, I was. I was. And so what the credentials, like what association uh, of coding or medical coding was there in Germany? It's just the Bavaria um, institution that they have. And so it's based on, I guess, the states because Germany has also um, something like states. Um, and Bavaria is that one that I was living in. So this is where I took my exam. And um, they, it's just like here, but we do not have, um, like AAPC, for example, is more for private that offers the, the certifications. We do not have that. What we do have is private schools that help you get that certification. But in the end, everybody has to go to the same location in, in Bavaria to take that exam. So no matter what, this is where you go. 
So this certification is like a is like a is provided by the state. Right. Right. Okay. So it's like kind of like uh, you're 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 obtaining a registered nurse license, right. but for specifically that state. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a. Uh, so it's a license versus right. a certification. Okay, yes. so the, you you get a license to be a you're a licensed medical coder over <laughs> yes. in Germany, yes. versus over here you were a certification. So that right. definitely that's what I was wondering too. Okay, so I'm sure everybody's wondering about that. So over in Germany, or I'm sure in other parts of the uh, around the world, you're licensed versus here you're certified, which is different. So so you went from a licensed medical coder medical coder. Okay, you, your husband, uh, you found your husband, love conquers all, you made the transition, you came over to Kansas, now what? Now, you, you, of course, you couldn't translate your license in medical coding and, you know, utilize it here in the United States. You basically had to give it up, right? So what did you do to build yourself back up to where you, where you are right now? Well, let's say like this. I first, I I hoped that I could get something for my um you know license and certifications that i had from germany um but that was not the case so it was really a tough time from to to you know for me because you know you you did so much and then you come and basically somebody's saying no I'm sorry, you know, your your uh, years do not matter here and your certifications or license. So, um, you know, what I did was, okay, um, then I guess I need to start looking into a American certification, which, you know, is more known. And um, so I started going to school for medical coding here. And after that, I... Um, started to look for a receptionist job because nobody wanted to hire me um, because I did not have, even though I had experience, I did not have experience in their eyes. So it it was like starting from zero, starting from zero and then, you know, trying to uh, get back up there. So yeah, that's what I did. I, I started as a receptionist again and did, my school did my certifications then i finally received a uh, medical code and billa job and this is how i got back into it and from there it just went up so from so how long did that take exactly until i got my first medical bill and coder job right so from the time that you you came here mm-hmm. in kansas right mm-hmm. yes how long how long did it take for you to decide okay i need to go to school what was the time frame with that that was the same year that i came there i came in april 2010 i came to the states in april 2010 and by july um after i received you know the news that they they would not take what I already have. Um, this is when I enrolled in July 2010. And then I did everything and um, I had that job. And by 2013, I while was, you were in school? Uh, the receptionist? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And um, by 2013, I received my, I think it was, yes. 2013, I received my first uh, a job as a medical coder. Oh, okay. And this is when Before I did. Before you were certified. Right. 
Oh, awesome. And this is when I then uh, did get my certification with AAPC. And what, which, which, um, which credential was that? The CPC. It was the CPC. CPC yeah. Okay. So let me get, <laughs> so this is very inspiring for those that are listening, right? Especially for those that are asking, you know, how can I find a job? I mean, can you imagine Laura's situation? The fact that she had, she was a coder. She had to lose everything. She had to basically just suck it up and just do it, you know, within the matter of months, not years, months, not, you know, not just, just go back into school uh, you know, she had the experience. I'm sure she pretty much did well. It's just the fact that, you know, the, the transition of language. She didn't even wait to get certified. She just got a, you know, a receptionist, receptionist job to get the foot in the door. So I think everybody should be doing that. Then before she even got certified, she was already a medical coder. Then she got certified. Now she's here. So with the CPC, did you, aside from, we know the CDEO, did you obtain any other credentials aside from the CPC? Yes, the uh, CCS. So I, okay. I have my CCS, my CDEO, my CPC, and the next one would be the CD, uh, CDIP. Oh my gosh, you're not, you're not stopping. No. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> you're not stopping from no. there. So another thing too, I guess, can you describe that process from the CPC, uh, from with AAPC, and then the CCS? Was there like a major transition in that? Was there any difficulty or any challenge in regards to, to taking that certification after taking the CPC? Let me tell you, with the AAPC, I did not know what I was going in for at all. I really, I did not know what I was going in there um, for. And I set my date, I think it was only four weeks that I gave myself. <laughs> only yeah. four weeks to yeah. study and take an exam? Right. Oh and because I did not know, I, I did not, I had no idea how the questions would be, you know, and um, so, I set my my date, and I think after a week, I seen that they offer the practice exams. So after I had my practice, I purchased the practice exams, and when I opened up one of those, um, it was really, it was shocking <laughs> because I actually got you know I seen what how it how it looks. And um, yeah, it took. I was I was studying every day until I got you know to a comfort level, and uh, I went in there and I passed my first try. Wow, that's yes. awesome! <laughs> yes. And that was just the CPC. That was just right? the CPC. Yes. So, so how about the CCS? The CCS was uh, with the CCS. I did the preparation course. So. Um, with uh, because you know I wasn't so sure about the DRGs and uh, the inpatient part, and um, so what what I did uh, was a preparation course, and then I went in and took it. So it was, I I thought the CPC uh, was harder for to take. Yes, maybe that's just for myself. But, right. Yeah. I guess it's personal. You know what, right. what people think it may be. Some some people say CPC is harder. Some people say uh, the CCS is harder. I think it depends on the on the prospect the the perspective of you know is outpatient harder, is physician coding harder, or is inpatient harder. To me, I feel more you know on inpatient. For me, I would struggle more on the outpatient. Just to, you know as far as perspective. 
All right. Well, that's awesome. So what what was the driving factor? That's my question. Like, what was the driving factor? The fact that you could have just given up, you know, coming here to the United States and just saying, you know what, I'm just here. I have a husband. I could do something else. You know, what made you drive and continue forward to go into the industry of medical coding and now into clinical documentation improvement? Well, I um, I just love my job. It's my career that I love. And... Um, it's, you know, I did that, like I said, in Germany, and I just enjoyed it so much. And it was the coding aspect and the CDI aspect that I did in Germany. So it's just, it, I, I just loved it. I loved it so much. And um, I was not ready to, to give that up. So um, that's why I guess this is just my drive that you know, this is what I always wanted to do, and I will do it no matter what. So, yeah, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so now you're you're moving. You went from Kansas. You went. You moved to Calif. You moved to California. Yes. Right. Was that because you're transitioning from one job to the next? No, uh, it was because of my husband. He okay. had orders to come to California. Okay. So and, you had to move because of that. Okay. Right. And now I'm moving to the East Coast because of a uh, job. Uh, now it's now it's your fault, right? <laughs> right now, it's, now it is my fault. Yes. Oh well, that's awesome, and that's that's awesome to hear. And so you had, a, I mean, we do appreciate the stories. This is the reason why with this podcast is the fact that I need to hear stories like this. You know, especially for those that 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 don't want to move. You know, because out of fear. Like how did like what what made you just say okay I'm just gonna move like was this just like a like aside from love okay aside from love conquers all what was it that made you so uh, inquisitive to make that leap? Um, well, it, it's I I don't know I to be honest I'm not sure. Um, but were you always like that? Like even even before moving, were you always <laughs> like? Like that inquisitive, like you always wanted to know what's happening, like, yes. a curi- like, like a curious person. Like, you know, if I just don't, if I just, if I don't do it, I will not right. know about it. And yes, and this is how I'm, I always am. I, I need to, if I set my mind to something, I need to do it. If I fail, I fail. If I cannot get it, then it was not for me. But, um, you know, I was just privileged enough to always have you know that chance to to do it and you know be better and get better and learn more so yes that's beautiful so you know the fact that if you have that opportunity take it no matter what even though it's i think the the what people fear is the unknown you know especially uh you know something that is unexpected or they don't know what's going to happen next next but if you have at least some idea if you have some type of survival instinct at least you know that you're going to move somewhere you know you're going to find a place you know you know you're going to have a roof over your heads you know you're going to have food to eat you know if you have those basic things i think you're just going to do fine it's just the fact that you're not living in a big you know luxurious house at the moment you could start off somewhere and then build yourself back up to that moment you know, so now you did the same thing. You just start. You were you built yourself up in Germany. You, you, you made the decision to move. You had to start all over, and then you're just building yourself back up, and then moving up even higher. Right. So that is awesome. And and that's 
and that's another thing. Um, it's, you know, just because I do that does not mean that I'm not scared. I'm also scared of, you know, what what is going to happen? You know, am I making the right decision? Am I, you know, am I just risking everything? But, you know, there's always this hope <laughs> that everything will be just fine. So okay. that's what it is. <laughs> Would you ever do sky jumping? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even out of curiosity. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was Never. <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, that's our time. I do have a okay. few questions before we end uh, our session, of course, our episode. Okay. So what does the future hold for Laura Copney? Hopefully only the brightest and best things ever. Um, I'm so very excited to get into the CD. I uh, filled and start my new journey there and grow and learn more and just be better. Awesome. So, and then, then my next thing is, uh, I know you've mentioned a lot of advice, right? Yeah. You mentioned a lot of stories, but what final words do you have to share with our audience? What kind of, uh, what can our audience who is, who is listening to this walk away with, knowing from what you've done? That everybody has a story, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter how they talk. Everybody has their story and everybody is trying their best in their own way. And we are just there to just support each other. So. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Laura Copney, for being part of this podcast. You can check her out at LinkedIn. She's also part of our tutoring network. So if you're interested in medical coding tutoring, health information management, or even clinical documentation improvement tutoring for your certification exam, please make sure to go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash tutor network. The show notes from today's episode and the link to the GoFundMe page for the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Victim Fund can be found at medicalcodinggeek.com slash podcast. And for those hanging around for that discount code from the Coding Institute, you can go to this website, tci.medicalcodinggeek.com, and you can use the promo code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K. Now, I am not allowed to disclose the amount of discount uh, that you'll get, but again, you guys need to go to the website, apply the code to find out. Enjoy. Not Elsewhere Classified is presented and produced by Medical Coding Geek. Music was brought to you by 43 and Coyote Hearing. Medical Coding Geek offers tutoring and media services for the medical coding, health information, and CDI community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MED Coding Geek. That's MED Coding Geek. You can also find us on our website, medicalcodinggeek.com, where you can find and listen to all the podcast episodes plus the show notes from today. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. We would definitely appreciate it. And again, thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kui, and you have just listened to Not Elsewhere Classified. MedicalCodingGeek.com This podcast is supported by Weebly.com. Have a product? Building a company? You'll need a website. Create your site with Weebly's drag-and-drop website builder and responsive themes without any technical experience. Believe me, I built my website in under 30 minutes. It really is that easy. 
listeners of this podcast will receive a 10% discount on any Weebly subscription plan or promote plan. To get this discount, go to Weebly, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot medicalcodinggeek.com. Again, that's Weebly dot medicalcodinggeek.com. Hello? Hello, Laura? Yes, now it's working. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs>